These people don't give shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving them the Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Davis. How are you doing? There we I go. Am doing okay. There like, we go. As of, as of right now, at this time of recording, it's one-one raise, all tied up. Yankees need to win this ball game to move on to the American League Championship Series. So that's yeah, I, I, I got the Georgia Tech game on right now. I'm watching it. Uh, that one's pretty close to. Is uh, it's, no, Georgia Tech's winning 26-21. Yeah, yep. But uh, Javian Hawkins, uh, Joey was right. I'll say Joey was right about Javian Hawkins. This kid is a great running back. He's so athletic. But also um, their wide receiver, Louisville's uh, wide receiver, has been tearing it up. Number one, let's see. Uh, let me find his name. This kid had had a diving touchdown grab to go up 21-14 and he's been yeah 2-2 two, two Atwell so keep keep an eye out for 2-2 two, two Atwell in this two, game two. if you're watching if you're watching or did watch or watching Louisville the rest of the season all right um so we got a good bit of football to go over from last week I think uh it's good to start with with Clemson since they're number one and uh that Virginia game, you know, I, I didn't really have a chance to watch this game. So I had a whole bunch of other games on, but I went back and rewatched it and it looked like Virginia put up a good fight against Clemson. So I don't know. I don't know if that's indicative of how Clemson's going to be this upcoming week, or if that's indicative of how Virginia, how good Virginia might be. Well, you know, Trevor Lawrence had himself a pretty good game. It was a, it was a Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence-esque game, 330 yards, three touchdowns, completed 25 passes. And, yeah, Virginia kept it close at times, but it was like Florida and Virginia last year in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, Virginia at times looked like they were fighting, but Florida really had the game handled. So Clemson plays toughest against the teams that are actually tough. And I know we're going to get to the uh, Clemson-Miami game in a little bit, but I know that the way that Clemson handled Virginia, they're going to handle it differently against Miami. So uh, I thought that Clemson won the game 41-23. That's a convincing win. Yeah, it's a convincing win. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Miami. Though. We'll get to that here coming shortly. Uh, Texas A&M traveled to Alabama. And, you know, the score doesn't really tell you how, how good this game was. The, I think oh, Texas yeah. A&M at one, it was 14-14 at some point early on in the game. Um, Alabama is just absolutely, absolutely amazing this year, you know, better than I thought they were going to be com- coming into yeah. this season. But uh, Texas A&M still showed some life on offense and uh, their, their defensive and offensive lines look pretty, pretty stout too. Yeah, it's enough for Florida because they've been struggling on defense to say, okay, this Texas A&M team might have offensively a chance against Florida's defense to where it's going to be overall a competitive football game. But overall, I think Alabama just really handled the ball game really well. They, they had 
no problem scoring on offense whatsoever. And the, the more points you score, the more points you can give up. And I, I personally, I watched a lot of this game. Alabama just dominated this game. I thought from both sides, it was, it was really not even close. Although yes, early on, it was pretty close. Alabama just showed that they had full control over this ball game. And Mac Jones, by the way, I, I, I actually, I am very happy. He's the starter of this team. I'm happy that he had the whole off season to be the starter and, uh, prepare with Alabama as their starter because he's certainly playing well. I don't see him being dethroned at any moment. He's going to finish this year as the starter, and he's been actually a good, consistent quarterback. Yeah, no, Mac Jones definitely putting the ball on the target deep, and that's one thing that uh, Texas A&M might have to worry about coming up next week against the Gators is that deep pass attack. That's where that's where they were getting killed by Alabama, of course. There, uh, Florida might not have a guy named Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, but they do have some other guys who we'll talk about very shortly. Well, actually, we'll, we'll go and talk about them next. But overall, overall, I do like what I what I saw from Texas A&M last week. Um, I think they're a good football team, and we'll get to the Florida game coming up. But Florida uh, took on South Carolina, and uh, I thought the offense did a great job early. Uh, later, however – they well I think it was the third drive Kyle Trask put the ball on the ground with a fumble and South yeah. Carolina was able to take advantage of that first mistake he made yeah and then uh Mukwamu, excellent interception there late for South Carolina one-handed interception that didn't get a chance to get reviewed but it looked like he had it uh South Carolina also took advantage of that turnover otherwise uh I I do think we we have some stuff to work on on defense there uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of just missed gaps and, uh, and you can tell that the corners sometimes are playing inside technique and they're letting these guys get to the inside over the middle of the field. And it's just not, it's, it's just not, uh, what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to keep them to the outside for some hard throws. And I think, I think it, as long as the defense starts progressing, maybe we get some guys back, it'll help the Gators on defense. Other than that, you know, Todd Grantham, third in Grantham. It's still raining true so far this year, and we'll have to see this upcoming week what happens. You know, third in Grantham as of right now, it's not really clicking with me because uh, I think that the Florida – I think the Gators, there were six fourth down attempts that South Carolina made. They got five of them. The, The only one they didn't get was the last drive when it was at the end of the game and South Carolina had a wide open receiver in the end zone, but it was just a bad throw and the receiver couldn't make the, make the adjustment because it was so far behind him. Florida needs to improve on defense, but not only that, their, uh, their offense in the fourth quarter needs to stay alive because what I saw late in the game against South Carolina was almost identical to what I saw against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. They let them have hope, it seemed like, at the very end. Although they had a significant lead, there was there was reason to believe that this really wasn't going to be uh, any kind of possibility that the other team could, have, could win the game against Florida. It still seemed like they just let that team have hope that they could make a comeback. And they need to try and really try and 
score at least one more touchdown, kick an extra field goal in the fourth quarter. Just it just seems like that they're laying flat in the fourth. And defense, as of right now, it's it's still early, but we need to try and make better stops. And right. then the secondary needs to make improvements. I know Brad Stewart's out, as you were alluding to earlier, uh, at least before the podcast started. I, I just uh, I, I hope that against this. Texas A&M team, which is doing better on offense than I would say the other teams that we played. I, I hope that Florida is ready to go defensively. Offensively, I feel great. I feel great offensively. Defensively, though, I can't help but feel a little nervous. Right. That uh, third and Grantham I was talking about, That's uh, that was a stereotype for Todd Grantham's defense where they cannot get off the field on third downs, whether it be third and long ah. or third and fourth. So it's not a good thing. But gotcha. it, yeah, so I was saying the same thing you were. I think um, in this case, you know, the fourth downs, they were, you said five for six, right? And then that last one, the guy just dropped it in the middle of the end zone. He was wide open. So so they get those third and short opportunities, or maybe they have second and long, then they get to third and, or third and, or third and long, and they get to fourth and one. They're going to look at the defense and go, well, we can get a yard or we can get a couple inches here. There was a couple times where the Gators stopped them, but, but they got just enough for the first down. So I think they got to be a little bit more physical up front. There's not a whole lot of defensive line penetration there going on. So maybe we get some guys back. I think Kyrie Campbell might come back and see if, if Brent Cox can work more on the outside and we can get some bigger guys up there in the middle, maybe bigger guys on the outside and let Brent Cox play in a buck position. Like he, he kind of is built for, but that's, that's enough for the Gators this week. I think the offense, like you said, it was amazing. That Kadarius Tony touchdown uh, where he broke like four tackles. That was absolutely oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Did you, see that, did you see that tweet where uh, they were saying how Kadarius Tony ran through five guys on his way for a touchdown. And then a guy retweeted and said, that sounds like my girlfriend the last time she was in Gainesville. Oh God. That's funny. You should have, you should have retweeted that one. Tagged me in it. <laughs> it all right that's where i found it barstool yep. yeah yeah i got the I good stuff the last time she was in game film oh sorry to hear it bud you know that's that's one for the uh she, she's for the streets that's how yeah, that's how you know never been to gainesville so <laughs> good thing huh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh sorry i'm sorry there okay so um next Wow. Next, I wanna I wanna go over this game because it was it was a dud for me, the Auburn Georgia game. Oh, talk about a dud for a lot of people. First and off Joey's oh, right. Go ahead. Yeah, first off, Joey's right. He won this game um fair and square. And uh Stetson Bennett, he's looking like he might become the starter for the this baller. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good from a guy who thought he probably wasn't going to play or the coaches told him before the season, Hey, we probably don't need you at quarterback this year to being the starting quarterback for the Bulldogs and actually being a game manager and making great throws, you know, and then George Pickens, this Georgia wide receiver, he is absolutely uh, insane. I saw a stat earlier. He was a, uh, he's 33 for 33 on catchable balls. He has never dropped a catchable pass. Damn. 
Now, what's a catchable pass? I don't know, but that statistic, um, you um, know, it, I guess catchable if it hits your hands. I don't know. So if it hits his hands, he's catching it. So Stetson Bennett, he's a really cool story because he originally walked on at Georgia, then he left the program to go to a JUCO. Does the JUCO, was really successful there, ends up going back to Georgia, which that's almost unheard of. How many people do you know that transfer away from a program only to transfer back to it? Which Cam Newton did it. That is unheard of. He does that, changes his jersey number, gets a couple of snaps last season, but then goes into this year. The third string, by the way, no one's talking about him. We're talking about JT Daniels and the other guy whose name I already forgot about because he's terrible. And next thing you know, Stetson Bennett's the guy. And he's playing great football right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. So he's he like, like a guy like Kyle Trask because him and Kyle Trask almost have similar stories, uh, except Kyle Trask did have a scholarship to go to Florida. But nonetheless, both are relatively – unknown guys who were backups for such a long time had to really work their way to become the starter and you know Bennett it's early for him let's see how long he can sustain the success but he's uh he's so far he's done some really impressive things for the the position he has been in so I I like this guy right now and actually I kind of hope Georgia stays undefeated when they play Florida yeah, though I'm definitely hoping they stay undefeated too. Make it would make for a better matchup. Um, now to the flip side of things, Auburn they got pushed around all night, man. And Stetson Bennett, the uh, you know who used to be a walk-on, looking better than the second-year starter at Auburn, Bo Nix. So you you got some stuff to work on there, Tigers. I don't know what's going on. I thought uh, coming into this year, Auburn was looking good. They only put up six points this game. Uh, you know, I just was so disappointed whenever I was watching this game. I just started tuning out at some point. My issue with Bo Nix is that he is a second-half quarterback, but you can't keep being a second-half quarterback and maintain success. You have to be good from the first snap. Mm-hmm. You have to score a touchdown on the first drive. You need to get a lead in the first half. You cannot keep having it stay close and then go into the second half and then regain the lead or take the lead for the first time and keep it. Bo Nix, historically for Auburn in his now second year, has been a second-half quarterback, and he really needs to become a first-half quarterback and maintain it if he wants to continue to be successful. And I think he will. I really do think he will because he's only a sophomore, and I think he will be a four-year quarterback for Auburn. Okay. So I think he stays there all four years. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know um, if he's going to start every game. I, I don't know if Auburn gets, gets a talent in there and they're like, we're well, going to sure, go. They will. Look, um, there was a throw towards the end of the game there where uh, Bodex was rolling out and it was the interception he threw and it went straight to the Georgia defender. I, I was, I was drunk and I was watching, I was watching highlights of this game and I missed that part. And when I saw that, I just said, Bo, no, don't do that. It, it was just straight. Oh, to no. the it was just straight to the guy. There was no excuse for it. So he's, he's got to clean. He's got to clean some stuff like that up, especially against teams like Georgia who are top four teams and they're not going to let you get out uh, or come back in the fourth quarter. They're going to run the ball and take the time off the clock. Oh, going back to South Carolina. That's, that's the thing I forgot to say South Carolina and Will Muschamp gave me 
flashbacks that I never want to have again. South Carolina, you had the ball with eight minutes left in the game. You're down two touchdowns, and you proceed to take seven minutes and some odd seconds yeah, off they the would, play clock. They, they were being so slow. Didn't do a they no huddle. Ridiculously slow. Didn't didn't have a no huddle. Didn't have any sort of urgency about them whatsoever. And that's something I remember vividly from the Will Muschamp era at Florida. If we're down a couple scores, there is a there's a game plan and the plan is to go down there methodically score, kick the onside kick and then try and score real quick. You know, I'm about saving that time as much as you can. Cause you might not get the onside kick or, you know, something might happen, but just to use that much time, you really didn't leave yourself you, any time. Had you have gotten an onside kick or a touchdown. I mean, again, as a Florida fan, you were all about that because they, they dragged the, they drug themselves to the point where there was, Time-wise, there was no way they were going to make a comeback. Right. And yet they were still taking their sweet time. It was actually so confusing and baffling how slow they were working down by two touchdowns. It was unbelievable. Now, again, I was okay with it. But at the same time, from a strategic and from a smart standpoint, how could you allow your team to go that slow? I was worried. At eight minutes, I was worried. And then – I was not worried that as no. I began, like about two minutes into that, I was like, Oh, I know what's going to happen, but You're it good. was, it was good. The defense didn't really let any big plays there in the, in the late in in the fourth quarter there. That was good. Okay. So finally moving back on from South Carolina floor, I had to say that cause that just gave me, gave oh, me yeah. terrible, terrible nightmare flashbacks. All right. Um, TCU gets the job done at Texas. Uh, who would have thunk it? Um, is it Max Duggan? Yeah, Max Duggan, the number 15 for TCU, looking like a Tim Tebow in purple. This this kid was running all over Texas, and uh, they they got the job done there, uh, destroying another one of my locks. So, yeah. Yeah, this uh, – first off, the Big 12 I, I wasn't again. horribly surprised by this, although I did say Texas was going to win. I, I – I just think Texas was so inconsistent, especially dating back to Texas Tech, that uh, I, I hope they're going to be a better team than this moving forward. I really do. But it's just it, – to me, it's the second year in a row that Texas made me look stupid. That's two years in a row where I said Texas is going to be a Final Four team, and then here I am saying, well, damn. Yep. They are not even going to make the postseason – they probably won't even win their conference unless they went out from here. Oklahoma sure as hell won't. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just another year where Texas – I'm not going to say disappoints me because really only Florida can disappoint me, but I don't know. It's, it's disappointed me. It's a yeah. major, major horns down. Aww. We're going major horns down there for the, for the Texas Longhorns. All right. Uh, Tulsa gets the job done at number 11, UCF. I was uh, here. I was watching the game at a bar in Orlando and everyone had on UCF stuff. They came back. They came back and won that game fair and square. Uh, after the game, uh, quarterback for UCF, Gabriel, uh, what? The, yeah, Gabriel Dylan said. Gabriel. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel said, uh, we're still the best team in Florida. Buddy. Yeah. No, you're not. You, 
you done lost it all, so they came back on you in the bounce house. I don't know what else to tell you, man. Look, I I don't remember if we talked about this game last week. I'm sure we did because UCF was ranked at the time. But Tulsa almost beat Oklahoma State, and they're now up there in the rankings. Tulsa so maybe Tulsa's good. Really tough. And that was the only other game they had played at that time. And then now they take on UCF, and they beat them 34-26. They played great. It was a good ball game. Now, early not. Not in the first quarter, but second. Mm-hmm. Starting in the second quarter, it became a different ball game, and they they took it from there. Yep, they kicked it in a high gear. Another game in the American Conference: South Florida drops one to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's looking good. Um, they are so, looking good. So we'll we'll continue to see some mayhem going on in the American Conference and see if Cincinnati can take care of UCF and Tulsa as well. Um, Arkansas and the fighting Felipe Franks uh, take down Mike Leach's air raid offense. KJ Costello, half of what he did the, the week before against LSU with 313 yards this time around. Uh, yeah, they just didn't get the job done. Yeah, I, well, it's amazing what an adjustment on defense can do uh, to take down an air raid offense. Mm-hmm. Specifically, <laughs> zone. I noticed a lot more Arkansas played a lot more zone defense than, than LSU did. LSU was trying to man up these receivers and they were just getting beat deep. Arkansas, they're just sitting there in the zone and waiting for it. So maybe that's the secret. Well, to, yeah. Maybe that's the secret to defeating the air raid. Well, LSU went man to man against yep. Mississippi state and they were beat every time. And so once you actually spread it out a little bit and actually see where the receivers are going, then you're able to defend it much better. And uh, Felipe Franks had himself a couple of decent plays. I mean, we saw a couple of good plays out of him at Florida. So, uh, yeah, Felipe got his first big win and was the first SEC win for Arkansas since 2017. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. How about this? Mississippi State ending the longest winning streak the previous week and now ending the longest losing streak in the SEC. So (laughs) – Mississippi it? State breaking records on both sides spreading the, the totem pole. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma State absolutely destroyed Kansas and is now looking like the perennial leader in the Big 12. So they're, uh, Oklahoma State's kind of emerging. I'm not going to buy into them yet because they still have to play uh, the whole Big 12 schedule. And I, like I said, the Big 12 is done. You're, you're dead to me. Yeah, the Big 12 yeah. is as weak as can be right now. And Oklahoma State beating Kansas 47-40 or 47-7, I mean. Yep. I don't care. I personally just do not care. It's Kansas. They're 0-3 now. They were 0-2 going into that ball game. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Oklahoma State, they actually might win this conference. They yeah. might. But then again, Oklahoma might turn it around now. Literally in the Big 12, anything can happen except win a national championship. Yep, that's that's what's gonna happen this year. So something crazy is gonna happen towards the end, towards the end of the uh, year in the Big Twelve. Um, West Virginia gets one over Baylor in two overtimes. So chiropractors happy about that. We're all happy about that over here. Go Mountaineers, West Virginia. Country roads take me home. Uh, anything else in the Big Twelve I'm missing? Yeah, Kansas State. Takes care well, of Texas State, Tech. Oklahoma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I can't believe I skipped over that one. Yep. I think that was that might have been. I don't think I made that a lock, 
but I definitely picked Oklahoma to win that. Um, strictly because it was a night game, but you know what? Iowa State actually looked pretty good in that game, and they got the job done against Oklahoma. Oklahoma just uh, probably, I think Texas and Oklahoma dropped out of the top 25 this past week. I, I would see for me, Iowa State is just a weird team. They lost week one against Lafayette. Yeah. And that's just it. Louisiana, uh, Iowa State will lose to those teams, but then they'll beat the teams that they shouldn't beat. And they beat Oklahoma, which when was the last time Oklahoma lost two weeks in a row? Yeah, I don't know. You, I don't you probably know. have to go back really far. Got to so, go back okay. really far. But I, Spencer Rattler, I like the guy as a quarterback. He is a cocky son of a bitch. But he he's a good quarterback, and I think that you know, as a freshman, he has a bright future ahead of him. He already has shown that he can do good things. He's making early mistakes, and if he can make early mistakes now and make them up a year from now, two years from now, he's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about Oklahoma. They're not going to they're they're not going to be in the Final Four this year. Nothing That's sure. fine. I think that they actually have a quarterback that they can build a future around, and that's. That hadn't happened in at least five years. Yeah, you can't all be Alabama. You know, you can't be in the in the playoffs every single year. So you got to have one of those rebuilding years. And I think they do get their shit together here shortly after these couple losses. But it won't be this week. We'll talk yeah, about no, that a little bit. It's not going to be this week. Ah, all right, LSU. Uh, taking care of Vanderbilt like Texas A&M should have done the week the week before, um, forty-one to seven. I didn't get to watch this game. Uh, Tennessee looking real good against Missouri, thirty-five to twelve. I I, I look. I want to say I like Tennessee so much to where I, when Florida plays them, look out, look out, get ready for a ball game. It's going to be a ball game, and it's towards the end of the year. That's what scares me. Anytime the Tennessee-Florida game's gotten postponed, always scares me because we always move them not, to the last not game of the first year. first week of October. Nope. Nope. Not early on, so you got to have all your P's and Q's aligned. Okay. Uh, NC State edges Pittsburgh. Uh, I had Pittsburgh win this game. I lost a lot of games. In my pick em, I had, I think, four out of ten. I got four out of ten this week. It's not looking good this week. I, so I actually, I was doing my radio show and I said that I like Pittsburgh only because they seem to be winning games, but I know nothing about Pittsburgh to where I could back it up and confidently be like, Oh yeah, here's why they're winning. So when NC state came back and won, actually Pittsburgh was down and then they came back and then NC state still went on to win. I, I, I frankly just looked at that ball game and thought, you know what? I'm glad I didn't commit to it. I'm glad I didn't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh's amazing, and here's why. I just straight up said it. I don't really know what this team's like other than they're 3-0. and So, all right, go Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame it. That's that's what that's what I did, too. Um, I honestly think I saw NC State lose the previous week, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I think Pittsburgh's been winning. I think they can do it. Now, moving forward to a way more entertaining game, uh, SMU-Memphis. Memphis was down, came back. And then SMU put that game away. SMU looking like that one. They're looking like the lock of the week. Yeah, they were your lock of the week. You did. You got that one. Got that one done. They're looking like the best team in Texas right now. The Pony Express. 
I was feeling that game. I really, really like SMU this year. I, I just do. Uh, Shane, uh, first off, Shane Beckley, I think that's how you say his last name. He mm-hmm. went to Texas. He was actually competing with Sam Ellinger. Those two were at one point splitting the, the starting job. Sam Ellinger won. That, that, that makes sense. He's a really good quarterback. So a guy who is nearly as equally talented goes to SMU and he's leading that offense where he throws almost 500 yards and he has three touchdowns. And then he takes down a Memphis team that frankly, their head coach that is now Mike Norvell that's now at Florida state, he's gone. So I really don't know exactly what Memphis is all about with exception of they have their same quarterback from last year. I, I like SMU. I think that they are horrendously underrated and I don't think they are now, but Look, keep an eye out for F- SMU. Yes, they are a non-Power 5 conference. They're part of that group of five. They're not going to be a Final Four team by any means, but they are a talented team nonetheless. Look out for SMU. Yeah, no, they're looking good. And a lot of these, uh, you know, non-Power 5 teams, these group of five teams are coming up and and showing out this year, Louisiana and, and uh, SMU alike. And Tulsa, too. Tulsa's looking good as well. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I – knew there was uncertainty with Memphis because Mike Norvell's gone. You got a new, new coach there, but I didn't see SMU being this good, uh, but we're going to have to keep an eye on them and they'll probably jump into the rankings. I don't know. They might've already out of the see next week or whenever we get to that point in the show. Okay. Uh, so Virginia tech close one edges out Duke at Duke. I believe they had a last-second touchdown. I don't have much to say about this. We need our ACC correspondent here. Okay, Ole Miss in Kentucky, a one-point differential in overtime. And you know what? This brings us to our worst play of the week. Do you have anything to say about this? Uh, before well, all I, I got to say is, in the words of Lane Kiffin, let's fucking go. Yeah, so – yeah. And I don't give a shit about Ole Miss, so. No, I don't. That's what Lane Kiffin tweeted. You know, Ole Jeez. Miss Ole Miss has a, a really, really, really good-looking offense, and yeah. their defense not so much right now. But you know what? It was enough this time. This, in my mind, is, is the worst play of the week, everybody. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to go back. I got I to gotta click. Oh, the, I, know what you're, I know what you're about yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. I got to click the uh, – optimize you got to optimize for sharing the videos blam okay this is just something you don't do he's gone and he thinks he's gone shades of dk metcalf Mm-mm-mm. he didn't fumble the ball and then the net yeah look you got a guy on the other side of you. You got to check both rear view mirrors there. And then on the very next play, they put him in wildcat. They redeem yourself, get stuffed. And then. Oh, no. no. Oh, and they got the ball. So you're one point short and a dollar too late. It's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, did, I never played organized football like you did, but. You always run until you get to the goal line. You just – you need to get there. And he Score had a guy behind him. He saw the guy right behind him, you know, just because he didn't see that other guy. He gave him the peace sign. He gave him the peace sign, like, <laughs> later. 
I saw another game. I think it was Abilene Christian. Yeah. Where the guy, the guy was doing the peace sign too. I don't know where they get they, where they're getting it from, but the peace Tyree sign's Hill. cursed. Tyree Hill. Tyree Hill. You're not Tyree Hill. You got to stop doing that. Yeah. You don't have like four one speed. Okay. Like, get to the end zone mm-hmm. and then throw up your peace sign if you want. But in the meantime, you are a fucking college player. Get to the end zone. Yeah, you're making Kentucky, to class. making Kentucky look like good old Kentucky again and not that Mark Stoops. Oh, my goodness. Georgia Tech, number 21, just hurtled over two guys into the end zone. Take the lead. Jamar Gibbs. There we go. We should do this live. I need to get it set up where we can do it live. We can take questions. That'd be fun. Oh, we need to go back to Orlando and do – or you're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can find a game. Maybe go to an FSU. I think I think we'd do a FSU game with Joey. We could try and get him to get us tickets to the Clemson game. That'd be a fun one. Oh yeah, it's in a it's in a few weeks. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, let's see, let's see. I'm gonna try and get media passes for that. Why not? Speaking of Florida State, they take care of uh, Jacksonville State after after jumping or getting behind to a 21 to seven. Not lead, but they got fell behind twenty-one to seven. Then they came back. So good on you, Knowles, for getting it together. Jordan Travis, uh, looking good there uh, at quarterback. You know when he's not under pressure, he was making some good throws. He's making some all right throws. I think, I think he's a little bit too risky. If he plays a a better team, it's liable to get picked off. Some of those passes that I saw, the one touchdown. Uh, where it just went through a couple Jacksonville State defenders' hands. Other than that, didn't really watch the game. Uh, wish we had Joey here, our FSU and ACC correspondent, to go over that. But I was following it just because I think Florida State is a joke. And so I followed them for the pure fact of seeing how bad they would do against Jacksonville State. And they, uh, they were down at halftime. They managed to pull it together. I was really surprised – with the guy they started, uh, Rodemacher, uh, Rodemacher. I don't know. Yeah. And I was, I, I was surprised they didn't go with Jordan Travis. They ended up putting in Jordan Travis. He played well. I mean, he's an athlete. The guy's yeah, fast. He's, he's super fast. He should play well with. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed whatsoever that you beat Jacksonville state. Florida state is just a bad team, but they should start Jordan Travis. I think he deserves the start. Mm-hmm. I think he's deserved the start for at least the last two weeks. I was again surprised with the guy they ended up starting. Road mock. God, fuck! I don't. I don't even care. They just, they just. They are a bad team right now. It's just not going to be a good year for them. No, it's not going to be a good year for them. Uh, hopefully, they'll get a win they don't deserve somewhere along the road, just for a little uh, pity's sake. And you know, with uh, the Santas opening up the stadiums to full capacity. Wow. Uh, if you if you want to like I know the schools aren't the schools aren't going to do that probably not no, full capacity. No way. However, Miami. Well, I, I commend him in a way just because he wants he's a business guy, man. He's thinking like, all right, if we open up, it's more revenue for you. But at the same time, in a more again, my brother has COVID now apparently, so mm-hmm. like <laughs> you gotta st- it's still here. You cannot open up stadiums to one hundred percent capacity and not expect another outspread of of the virus so just no i mean i don't i don't see you know what the problem is with opening up and letting the schools kind of decide other i mean i see the problem with it spreading but 
at honestly, if you're asking me at this point, people are hurting for, for money and jobs, yeah. you know, and, and people are hurting to go back to normal and have some sort of, uh, some sort of happiness in their lives. Like there's so many people just sitting home and, and depressed, not living their lives anymore. So at, at a certain point, I think we're going to have to say the vaccine's coming soon. And if, if you're high risk, you got to stay home and, and do what you do. And then for other people, just try to do your best, wash your hands, you know, don't wipe your butt with your fingers, stuff like that. Just, just be clean, just be clean, wear a mask. I, you know, stay socially distant. Uh, I don't think any of these schools are going to go to full capacity. I think if they did, the students who are at, at parties and stuff, they're just going to, they're just going to run rampant and they already know that. So. Well, at least Governor DeSantis, I will say, is at least defending the students that want to party. He even said, look, no student should get expelled from school for doing what a student would do. And that's go have fun, go party. That's ridiculous. Even during COVID. Right. Yeah. No, I, there's, there's a, a lot of hysteria behind behind everything now, and you gotta you gotta know. At the end of the day, we're dealing with college age kids, and if I was you know, if I was back at UWF and I was having to go through all this, I know there'd be some parties going on somewhere. You know about it. Yeah. And then you're healthy enough, so you deal with it. That's how it is. Um, anyway, yeah, co- uh, Florida State looks like they got the COVID football wise. Not not too good. Although they did throw up forty one points, uh, probably helped them forget that loss to Miami uh, this past week. Okay, I think that's it for last week's games. Um, hey, uh, before we move on to next week, let me grab my uh, laptop charger. It's running low. All right, that's fine. Just one sec. We'll give it a pause. Uh, this is brought to you by Davis's forgetful ass forgetting his laptop charger. All right, we are charging. And we're back. We're charging. And we're back. Oh, I accidentally started Sling TV. No. Oh, damn. Were you live? I hope you were live. I hope you were live, I guess. Well, I was watching. I'm on TBS because I, but I, we have Roku over here. Mm-hmm. We don't have cable because hardly anyone has cable nowadays. We do the YouTube TV. We do the YouTube TV around these parts. We thought about it, but Sally. We're just yeah. YouTube parents login account for Directv. YouTube TV is pretty dope. They got all the sports. They just gave us the NFL Network out of nowhere. They're like, "Here's the NFL Network." Let me see my Roku. My Roku is doing good. Look at that. Oh, you can't see it. I can't. Not with the glare. Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hood account. Plus, I bought it like last month, so I've gotten twenty-seven dollars out of the stock. Since nice. I bought it, I only bought like half a share. So if I bought a full share, I'd have I have close to sixty bucks. <clears throat> and straight up cash money profit. All right, we're going. Uh, last night, if you uh, got to watch the game, uh, Houston took care of Tulane, their first game of the year after having to postpone four games due to COVID. Um, they threw the ball all over the Green Wave. So after a slow start, they came back a little bit too and uh, get, took care of stuff there. And, and Dana Holgerson looks good for his first game at Houston with the Cougars. 
Uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech's going on right now. Georgia Tech hopped out to a lead. I think it's 33 or 32 to 26, 27. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, 32-27. <clears throat> yeah, so that's going back and forth. I think Georgia Tech might be able to get that one done. Okay, moving on tomorrow. The first game up on my screen. I'm pretty sure you're looking at the same thing here. And the game that you and I care about the most, Florida travels to Texas A&M. Yeah. Yep. Last time they did this, Johnny Manziel um, was there and debuted and then won the Heisman later that year in 2012. But Florida's defense was a lot better back then. Yeah, so uh, that was one of Jeff Driscoll's our quarterback, too. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeff Driscoll actually sealed the sealed the win there. He had a long run on, I think, third and long to get a first down when Florida it was late in the good, fourth quarter. Florida had a good year that we lost one regular season game, then ultimately <coughs> Sugar Bowl to Louisville. I was there to witness that game. That sucked. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I like Florida's offense still. I, I'm confident going into this ball game. I, I think that Florida's going to come out strong like they have been. It's just the question mark is going to be defense because Texas A&M is a good enough offense where they are going to score touchdowns. They are going to move the ball. We just need to be able to stop it. That's mm-hmm. really all I have with that is Florida. I'm confident that Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, they are going to connect. They're going to score touchdowns. I really hope Jacob Copeland gets his first touchdown of the year because he has been getting receptions and I want to see him in the end zone. But regardless it, Kyle, the Kyle to Kyle connection is really, really, really hard to stop. And mm. they're just going to exploit that all the way to whatever bowl game they end in. I'm not going to get cocky, but I really like Florida this year. Yeah, there's not many teams that are going to have, have a Kyle Pitts on their, on their team. <laughs> and um, like we saw, I think it's going to be similar to offense defense um, to Old Miss. Old Miss's defense because Texas A&M's past defense just looked absolutely atrocious against Alabama and not even uh, with not considering Jalen Waddle wasn't the one that was torturing him the whole time. You know, it was every Alabama receiver. Oh, yeah. so, Basically, so. if you're a member of Alabama, you were torturing Texas A&M. Right. And, you know, that's not to say that Kyle, Kyle Trask might not fumble the ball or Emory Jones might not get in. I think Emory's hurt. He was, he was rocking a, a soft cast on his, on his throwing, on his throwing arm on a, on an Instagram post. So he might not be in the game, but well, with that being said, I do think Florida is going to have too many weapons on the field uh, at wide receiver running back. And, and I do think Florida will be able to run the ball some against Texas A&M. Be careful because uh, Florida might, one, come out come out throwing the ball, or they might say, hey, it's going to be a game of time possession, and I want to get out early and start running the ball on, on Texas A&M before they do that to us. Flip Damian side. Pierce. Hey, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. That guy. Looking I have good. Loved, I have loved Damian Pierce for two years now, and this year – that the fact that he now is able to really get majority of the snaps, I, I think that he's going to be a big difference maker for this team, especially on the running game. Malik Davis is healthy. I'm happy to see him be active. He had more of a role two years ago, but he's been one of those injury-plagued guys. It's just one of those unfortunate stories. It's good to see that he's healthy now. But Damian Pierce is that rolling bump, that, 
that bowling ball of a running back that just keeps churning. I right. love this guy. He's going to be our difference maker on the ground. And, Outside uh, of Kadarius Tony. Malik Davis is looking good too. Malik Davis is looking like old Malik from McIlwain era, not not hurt Malik. So yeah. he's he's got uh, some moves too. And even Naquan uh, Naquan Wright, last game in uh, South Carolina, he had he had some he had some pops and he had some receptions. And I think he had a couple good cuts against Ole Miss too. So they are uh, Florida's rotating the backs quite well. I will say now, Texas A&M, where they, if they have success, I could see them winning the ball game uh, is running the ball and having keep, keeping good um, time of possession and keeping the ball and basically having these long drives that way it's keeping the Florida offense off the field. You don't have to deal with Kyle Trask. You don't have to deal with any of that. So Florida's got to stop the run and they got to stop these underneath passes to the running backs and the fullbacks and the tight ends. Jimbo Fisher has been known to do this. Watch out for it tomorrow. If you're a Gator fan, um, they will throw the ball underneath a lot. Something that Florida, when they're playing off of the receivers, they're playing back too much. They're not going to be able to stop it if they're playing back too much. I hope they come up and press some of these uh, wide receivers. The corners and safeties come up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (coughs) I... I want to see more from our defensive line too, really pressuring the, the, I think actually, I think actually I say that, but I also think our defensive line has really been carrying this defense. We've gotten sacks. We've picked up the sacks, our secondary. Yeah, again, they're a little weak. I, I, I want to, I hope Brad Stewart can get back soon. Um, I, I, I think that offensively, that's where we're going to be the big difference makers. If we can keep scoring touchdowns, that's going to, that's what's going to get us through. I had a, I had someone, I can't remember exactly who told me, but someone said Florida looks a lot like a big 12 offense. And I said, that's bullshit because a big 12 offense. Yeah. They can move and they can score touchdowns, but the second they face an SEC offense, they crumble apart because they are not that talented defensively. I believe that Florida, as long as you're in the SEC, you can compete to a certain level. So that's where I think that Florida will always have the advantage. They just have a really good offense. They just need to get the defense there, and this team is going to really compete with every team in the country. That mm-hmm. includes Alabama. That includes Clemson. Florida really can compete, but they have to get it there defensively. They have to get there defensively. And the keys to this game for me, um, looking at looking at Kellen Mond. Yeah, yeah. Home run! Home run! What's the score? Give us an update. Two to one in the eighth inning. Wow, it's getting close. Oh, Mike Brasso. Mike Brasso. Oh, I know this is a college football podcast, but Mike Brasso is a guy who went to Oakland University. He was undrafted. He was a guy that the Rays took a chance on and against Araldus Chapman on a 100 mile an hour fastball hit a home run to left field to give the Rays a two to one lead in the bottom of the eighth inning. That means we're getting our closer set up for the top of the ninth. We close this ball game out. We go to the American league championship series. Let's do a baseball podcast. (sighs) All right. Uh, So my key to the game here is getting pressure on Kellen Mond, not letting him outside the pocket. Uh, You can't do that. And so a little stat here for you. If you get pressure on Kellen Mond, he's, 
he's not going to be able to throw the ball now where he likes to throw the ball over the middle. Mm -hmm. So he's got a 70% pass completion rate over the middle. He's 36 for 51 uh, for a whole lot of yards. Now where he's not so good to the outside, he's six for 20 on the outside that drops to 30% pass already. So the, the Florida corners and safeties have to keep the wide receivers to their outside, make them throw those back shoulder passes, um, keep those shade inside techniques. And then also the defensive line has to keep quarterback contained because he can run. He just looks a little robotic under, under um, a Jimbo Fisher offense. Cause I think he's trying to conform to that complicated offense. He doesn't run as much as we used to see him run, but he can still run. So watch out. I got Florida. Um, they're going to be one of my locks of the week. I'm going to go and lock it in. It's minus five. I'm taking them with the points. Yeah. I, think that, I think they'll win by a touchdown. I I, I, I would take Florida <laughs> with the points. If anything, that's my lock. I know it's Florida, but, that dude, that's my lock because I think Florida's going to win by more than five. Also, is Kellen Mond overrated? Now, is today's standards because Kellen Mond two years ago – showed a tremendous amount of promise but today's standards is he still considered overrated you know i i think we'll have to see this game if he puts on a good game here maybe he's not overrated um i i want to say florida's got a talented secondary i want to sit here and believe that our guys are good but i i have seen some bad technique from these young guys making too many mistakes with their hips making too many mistakes with alignment and spacing and just giving up a whole lot of uh, big plays. So hopefully that stops. But to answer your question about Kelamond, I think we'd really have to see him in his own offense. You know, like the Jimbo wants him to be a pocket passer. I don't think he's a pocket passer. I think, I think he's a dual threat quarterback. He is. He's a dual threat. Yeah. He'd be better in a spread offense. So I don't want to give him, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to watch him. He looked he looked good against against Alabama. I'll say that. He, you know what? Actually, I think every time he's played Alabama, he's actually had a he's had his moment against them. Every time he's faced Alabama, he's had his moment. Two years ago, he really played him the best, and that was when Texas A&M was really given a lot of credit that I did not necessarily think that they should have received. That was also the same year that they uh, took LSU to seven overtimes. Mm. So, and yeah, keep that in mind. Joe Burrow was a part of that. That was, that that was, was before. a fun game. Fun game that was watch. a really fun and exhausting game to watch. But and that was just watching it. Imagine being there playing it mm -hmm. or uh, being in attendance for it. But so. I, I get, so my, my closing remarks with Kellen Mond are this. Look, he's a talented quarterback. I'm not going to deny them of that, but I think that in terms of him and Texas A&M as a whole, they are at this moment overrated. <clears throat> they just are overrated because I think that they expect so much because Jimbo Fisher is their head coach. I think that's what we haven't mentioned yet is that Jimbo Fisher is their head coach, and so naturally they expect Texas A&M to be a decent team because he's been there for four years now. Mm -hmm. And Belmont's been their quarterback for three years now. 
Now, with that being said, they still have to play Florida. Florida still has to play them. It could really go either way because Florida does have a weak defense. And in return, Texas A&M has a pretty decent offense. So this could be an interesting game that we see coming up. But I fully expect Florida to win, take the points. That's my lock. Oh, all right. I already locked you up. I'll lock you up again. Um, uh, another last note on this game. Watch out for Anaya Smith, number zero, uh, running back for Texas A&M. They can get a couple dump offs to him. And when they start the zero, is that the, is that the first this time? Year. This year, yeah, I like okay. it. I never noticed it before. I like it. It's it's new. It's it's. It is uh, new. It's, I don't want a number zero jersey though. I I've had one. I've had one for years. I think you uh you can wear a number. You could have worn a number zero jersey before this year, but I think it was like a backup. I think yeah. it was like something happened to your jersey. We got a number zero jersey. I have a Florida Gator number zero jersey that I got from some. It was some game uh, where they were selling old jerseys. So they oh, yeah. have them. They have them. It's just a backup, I guess. Georgia Tech scores again. They're going to be up uh, 39-27. They're running away with it. Look at Georgia Tech go over Louisville, too. All right. Another ACC game coming up this week, Virginia Tech at North Carolina. Um, watch out, North Carolina. Virginia Tech's been looking good. Uh, North Carolina looking all right, but – uh, against Boston College last week, uh, I had some questions. I'll say that much. I don't know much about this one, so I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to take Virginia Tech over mm. North Carolina in Chapel Hill. No, nope. I, I couldn't disagree with you. <laughs> I like this North Carolina team. I like this team led by Mac, and I like this team led by their, their quarterback. Um, Sam Howell. Yes, yeah, Sam. How? I that name. How? Um, Howell. 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 A guy that originally was a commit to Florida State. This guy is a very talented quarterback. He, this team in general, they're a, they're a team that's going to compete in the ACC. Uh, they are supposed to play Florida State next week, which if I had nothing else going on, I would consider going to Tallahassee for the weekend, but I'm not. I'm just not. I don't really feel like doing that. But like, I like this North Carolina team. I think that they're going to compete with whoever it is that they play with. Even Clemson. Clemson's going to win, don't get me wrong, because I think Clemson's going to go undefeated. But I, I really like this. I really like this North Carolina team. So Virginia Tech, I think they can handle them. All right. I mean, I, I think you're right, but I'm just, I'm just feeling the upsets. I've been feeling the upsets this week because I, never, I haven't been calling them, and I've been wrong this whole season. So I'm going with Virginia Tech there simply because. All you right. Missouri at LSU. I think LSU gets a job done here again, similar to, if not identical to, LSU Vanderbilt game. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. This Missouri team doesn't look very strong. Nope, not at all. Okay. Um, then also at noon, we get. Oh, looks like Texas dropped to number 22, not uh, out of the top 25. We get the Red River Shootout, and it's gonna be a shootout. It's There's going to be no defense. They might as well just have the offense on the field and go for style points. That's, that's it's over how. at the Cotton Bowl, right? Yeah. So, remember, when we, remember when we drove by that stadium <laughs> years ago? Mm -hmm. Good times, nice. man. Good times. Yep. I think the juju is there. And uh, in this ball game, this game is always going to be good no matter how bad each team is. And really, I don't think either team is bad. I really don't. I think Oklahoma, this is their rebound game. It's a rivalry. And Texas has looked more sloppy 
then I think Oklahoma. I know I sound crazy because Oklahoma has lost two straight, but if there's a rebound game in there, I think that this is their time to shine against their rival. Okay. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Texas. I think Oklahoma has looked a lot more sloppy than Texas. I like what I saw out of TCU and Max Duggan. You know, they didn't have time to prepare for that kind of quarterback action. Yeah. So, so I think Texas is going to win this one. Horns up right now. Um, I usually root for Texas in this game. I don't, I don't know why. Like, it's just something that I do when I watch this game. If I pick out favorites and rivalries, like, like, uh, like Auburn, Georgia, I'll go for Auburn in that rivalry. Here, yeah. here, I always go for Texas over Oklahoma, but I do think Sam Ellinger is going to get the job done against Oklahoma this year. Not going to lock it. I don't think. I don't think I can lock it though. I'm not locking it. There, I'm. I'm done locking. Like I said, I'm done locking Big Twelve. They've they've screwed me over enough this season. Yeah, the most unpredictable conference to lock anything on. I'm trying to get the spread. Do you know the spread on the game? Uh, the protect minus uh, three. Is, uh, three. Minus Oklahoma. three. Now, seventy-two and a half over and under. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. You I would might take over. You might want to take the over. So, so I, I you could lock it up if you wanted to on the over. I'm, I'm pat. No, I'm not locking anything. Big Ten. When attempt lock, I'm like gonna try and get you to attempt lock it up. You're not gonna, not gonna lock it up. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not locking. Okay, I'm going Texas. He's going Oklahoma. Um, yeah, three points. It might come down to a field goal again. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, uh, NC State, Virginia. Let's get some quick hitters in here. I got Virginia. Who you got? Uh, I have Virginia, too. They played strong against Clemson, NC State. Yeah, they won last week. But let's go Virginia. Yep, I'm going Virginia as well. I agree. <laughs> South Carolina at Vanderbilt. I'm going South Carolina. Yeah. I liked I liked what I saw um, a little bit from South Carolina. They got to manage their time better on the ball, but it's Vanderbilt. You should take care of them. Yeah. Duke at Syracuse. I don't know. Uh, so uh, wait, wait. Oh no. Syracuse. They won a game, right? Syracuse. Duke did that yeah. too. Syracuse won. Uh, oh oh. Let me go back. I think I like Syracuse. Syracuse beat Georgia Tech 37 to 20. The quarterback, the quarterback of the Syracuse team, his dad is a lawyer in Tampa and he was a linebacker at Florida. Culpepper? Dante Culpepper? <laughs> oh yeah. Not Dante Culpepper. That was another nah, guy. No, nah, yeah, not Dante Culpepper. He, that was that's the other Dante Culpepper. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, looking at it, I might choose Duke for the upset. There we go. Duke. All right. One more out. Is this the bottom of the night? Cut it! He caught it! Game over! Shut up, please. The Rays are moving on! Go Rays. Go put your hair back, or put your hat back. <laughs> Looks like a little, little Nicky from at the Adam, San, Adam Sandler movie. He looks like... Uh, have you seen Charlie's Angels? He looks like the skinny guy that likes to rip their hair out. <sighs> creepy. Guy. Let the dog lick your face. <laughs> we got to get these picks in. No one cares about baseball in this podcast. Oh, yes. Congratulations. All right. Uh, Tennessee at Georgia. So you got a serious game here. You got a serious game. Oh, yeah. Game. This is a serious game. 
And George is lucky they are hosting Tennessee. I guess not too lucky since it's COVID season and you don't really have a, a big advantage there. But t- Tennessee, Georgia, I heard this on the 24-7 sports podcast, uh, their late kick football podcast. Tennessee, Georgia is going to be everything you thought Auburn, Georgia was going to be. What we thought. What we thought. End up what it resulted to be. So 12 and a Georgia is irresponsibly favored by 12 and a half points irresponsibly, which leads me to you setting up the lock button because here's why Tennessee is a team where last year they were, they were Florida state. Essentially the first two games, they were Florida state. We thought that this team was going to be garbage, but then they managed to miraculously turn it around and not only really turn it around. They actually, they, they looked great down the stretch and they and then they won their bowl game it was a solid bowl game victory for them and going into this season they had a lot of hype my dog keeps licking my ear yeah he likes that ear get it get in here but they're playing good football right now georgia i would say georgia is one of the more on fire teams considering they have an out of nowhere quarterback like stetson bennett but Tennessee is going to play this game very tough, and it's at Georgia. And you know what I watched today, Rudy? I watched the Tennessee Hail Mary that beat Georgia three years ago. I was I, I saw that again, too. Looked I literally beautiful. watched it today. That gives me enough inspiration to say that Tennessee is going to win this ball game, and they're going to cover the spread. Wow, they're going to win the game? They're win the ball game to cover the spread. So, yeah, they're going to win the ball game. Lock it. I locked it. I already locked it. I'll lock it again for you. Ching. You know, uh, I'd like to see Tennessee win. If Tennessee wins, then I think maybe we have a lot of things to worry about here in the SEC East. But I think Georgia's going to win. Pedro, I'm going to lock it up because I think I'm going to take Tennessee with the points. Okay. I'm going to take Tennessee with the points. Minus 12 and a half. I think it might come down to a touchdown or a field goal. That's, that's, that's me. Uh, I could see it. I could see this being a five-point game, Tennessee. Right. Okay. Um, Joey also has a lock this week. Tennessee. He's taking it all with the spread. So, not sure what he meant by that. Do you know what he meant with with the spread? Wait. All Tennessee with the spread. He just said Tennessee with the spread. Oh yeah, twelve and a half. Well, Georgia's favored by. Uh, minus 12 and a half. Right, 12 and a half. So he's taking Tennessee with the points. I got you. All yeah, right, good. Taking Tennessee with the points. I wanted to make sure because you got the text message too. Okay, so that's Joey's lock of the week, virtual lock, virtual ghost lock. I'm locking it up. Davis is locking it up. You're all locked up. That's what we're doing here. Lock okay, we're, we locked them up. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this game. Gonna watch it after the it's going to be an sec day baby that's what's going to happen all right byu has a toughie against utsa only bringing this up because byu is going to absolutely destroy them byu looking absolutely fantastic if they're in the big 12 right now they'd be the best team in the big 12 it's funny my girlfriend so you know my uh, my girlfriend's brother-in-law is a quarterback at byu we know we know <laughs> unfortunately he's unfortunately he's kind of a scout team guy so he may not be at that game uh, but regardless, this BYU team is actually really exciting to watch. Zach Wilson 
is now considered one of the top quarterbacks in this next upcoming draft. Yeah, um, I think Andre yeah, might have yeah, been Andre Ware compared him to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this kid is talented. Yeah, I I got nothing to say. BYU is going to win that ball game. Easy money. Um, oh, yeah, take- and, uh, by the way, this kid is only com- incomplete. Uh, he's thrown 71 passes this entire year and has – only yeah he has 60 completions so he has not thrown a lot of incompletions at all you know it's kind of sad though i don't think their schedule bodes well for no no it's making a playoff run they do get boise state next week though so watch out for that and you know what i don't think boise state played a game this this whole season because we haven't talked about boise state right let me look it up. Actually, I haven't heard a word from Boise State. That's what That's I'm saying. Because they are, they have. Um, oh God, what's the name of their quarterback? Yeah, no, not, they have that really good quarterback. Not gonna get it from me. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm moving them right now. <laughs> yeah. You Google that, and I'll I'll Google this. I'm trying to pull them <laughs> up. Actually, uh, so are you googling the quarterback or if they played? They're supposed. Okay, they're playing October 24th. Here's an from Shut up. So you uh, November seventh is when they play BYU. Okay, November seventh. So not not next week. I thought it was. Yeah, they're next in the week. Mountain West, so they're sort of doing. Yeah, they're doing a different schedule. They're playing way later. Okay, okay. So they're doing similar to like Pac-12. They're just gonna wait till November. Mm-hmm. Bad call, but okay. <laughs> I it don't. Bad call. Like how many? Like uh, yeah, Boise State's playing eight games. Yeah, they got to play. I don't see how they're playing eight games. No buys, I guess. Um, no, week after week. Yeah. Well, that's good. No buys, I guess. That's all right. Okay, moving forward, uh, Iowa State, I think they take care of Texas Tech. I like the way they played against Oklahoma. Didn't get to watch much of it until the second half because I was just not interested. And in I'll tell you, I, th- I didn't want to watch uh, Iowa State just get trounced by Oklahoma, but they didn't. They went out there, played a good game, beat Oklahoma, who we thought was going to be a good Oklahoma team. Uh, it's going to be a tight game. Wouldn't be surprised if this went, went either way, not wasting any sort of locks on this ball game here. No, I'm not. Um, Iowa State, they're so weird that they actually could lose this ball game. That's how mm-hmm. weird they are. That's how weird they are. I, I think that, uh, oh, 11 and a half, they're favored. Oh, I already used up my locks, but it's okay. You know what? Again, I don't, I don't fall for the Big Twelve. I don't fall for them. I think you just, I think you just used two. You used uh, Tennessee yeah. and you used Florida. I already used my two, and that's okay. No, you got one more. You got one more. No, I thought we could only get two. No, you get three. You get three locks oh, a week. No, I, again, I'm not, I'm not wasting a lock on the Big Twelve. It's nope. just Iowa State's just such a weird team that it's hard to use. It's. They could beat them, but to cover the 11 and a half spread, I'm, no. I'm not really sure. But in the mean, I'm going to pass on it. I think Iowa State's going to win the ball game. Um, going back to the Texas Oklahoma game, sorry, Joey, I missed your lock. He's got Texas with the spread. He's making all spread picks this this uh, this week. So to, he also picked Texas. So we got Texas. We're riding the Longhorn train, and you're on the Boomer Schooner. All right. Uh, Someone's move- got to be different. Yep. Moving on here, uh, Arkansas at Auburn. This game is going to tell you what you need to know about Auburn. Exactly. 
and I am so ready to learn. I'm so ready to see Felipe Franks and what he can do there. Um, uh, it makes me kind of nervous. I'm not going to lie because I want to pick Auburn. But then again, they broke my heart against Georgia. They're minus 14 uh, favorites in this ball game. I don't like it. I don't like it I, at all. I don't like it either. Well, I'd have to take Arkansas like with the points. Auburn lost last week and Arkansas won. Uh, yeah, I'd have to take I'd have to take Arkansas with the points at this point. That's that's where I'm right. I think Auburn wins the game. I think you take Arkansas with the points. Yeah, I don't know. Points, I think you know at the, with the points. Uh, yeah, with the points, I take Arkansas. I think Auburn's going to win this ball game. I think they're going to rebound against Georgia, although it was a really tough loss. And Auburn and Arkansas did get a solid win against Mississippi State. Uh, I think I like Auburn to rebound and win this ball game, taking the points. Uh, I would still take Auburn. You're, you're going to take Auburn 14? Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame you because they could, you know, it could just be the Georgia effect. They played a really good Georgia defense. That's all it might be. And I wouldn't be surprised at that either. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh to Boston College. I'm going to take Pittsburgh there. Uh, they lost last week. I think Boston College – uh, edged out UTSA or Texas State, I can't remember, a couple weeks ago. I just like Pittsburgh, how they play better. I don't know. Not really big, big deal. I like, I like Pitt in that ballgame, too. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, ACC fans care. That's who cares. Uh, Kansas State at TCU. I got TCU winning this ballgame. I think they show who they are. Kansas State, after dropping one to uh, Louisiana Lafayette, or not Louisiana Lafayette, I think ULM. Uh, no, they dropped one to Arkansas State. They've they've shown that they are a team to be reckoned with in the Big 12. But TCU coming off a hot win. They got their quarterback, Max Duggan, and we're going to dig in on Duggan. That's what's going on. Teach me how to Duggan. Yeah, teach me how to Duggan. Teach me, teach me how to Duggan. All right. Uh, Kansas State looks like they are plus nine and a half. Uh, underdogs here, yeah, I think that's about right. I Kansas think Kansas State, uh, who, who are they playing again? TCU, TCU, okay, yeah, so teach me how to Duggan, um, plus nine and a half, yeah, they beat Oklahoma, but then again, Oklahoma hadn't exactly played TCU, TCU just beat Texas, so that makes sense. In fact, I like TCU in this ball game, all right, good, okay, uh, moving forward, Alabama at Ole Miss, Nick Saban's never lost to an old assistant coach and he's not going to lose this week i got alabama winning uh but but i will say old miss is going to put up some points old miss is going to put up some points alabama looked like they can get torched deep and old miss has some weapons to be able to torch them <laughs> rue i know draco is agreeing with you he's yeah he's agreeing with me he's like fuck yeah take the points yeah uh, no. but no yeah alabama Ole Miss. So actually, today I think is the anniversary of when Ole Miss beat Alabama when Bo Wallace was their quarterback. Remember Bo Wallace? Yep. Yeah. That that's was a, a throw, that's a throwback. That's a great game. And uh, I, I unfortunately Bo Wallace isn't their quarterback right now. The game is at Ole Miss, but Alabama is way, 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 way too strong. I, I they're going to win this ball game, twenty three and a half. Oh yeah, I think they're going to cover that. 
I, you know, I don't know if they cover that. I think maybe by three touchdowns, but definitely watch this over 69 and a half at 69 is your magical number there. I think, I think you, uh, yeah, I think you go over here. I'm not going to use my lock on it, but that's what I'm saying so far. I think Ole Miss has got talent. Matt Corral is uh, a stud at quarterback, and and they have a lot of weapons around the field. So we'll have to see about that one. So but I got uh, I got Alabama winning. Oh uh, yeah, easily Alabama. Although side note, uh, so my dog has an Instagram, and our good fraternity brother Colin Colin Bartholomew just followed him. All right. Colin yeah, Paul and Draco, Paul. the official mascot of the College Football Extravaganza podcast. Okay, Florida State traveling to Notre Dame. It's not going to be pretty, folks. It's nope. going to be – oh, it's going to so, be bad. I have family friends who live right down the street from Notre Dame, that I, and then I also have friends that own a bar outside of the campus of Notre Dame. They are all tailgating. They literally bought a school bus – refurbished it into a tailgate school bus and on the back of it it says it's the official like notre dame drinking team on the back of it it's like the emergency drinking team so with that being said that's all i need to know that notre dame is going to win this ball game is based on the school bus that my friends bought yeah and i can't believe i 54 is the over under um back up the back up the truck if, if if I'm if I'm in the middle of a small town and I got a pickup truck and I'm plotting a bank robbery with my redneck friends, I'd be better off uh, just betting on this game on the over. FSU is not going to stop Notre Dame, and if anything, I I don't know. Notre Dame could name a score in this game right now, in my mind. Like name a score, and you're going to get it. It's fifty. Fred, you're going to get it. 54 over under maybe Vegas knows something, but I think that's, I think that's pretty set in stone. 20 minus minus 21 favorites. So yeah, I take Notre Dame all day. I'm not going to beat up Florida state the way I've, the way I've been beating them up. But again, I'm just going to leave it at that. You already know where I stand. This should be a lock. Just a lockdown, except I'm, uh, you know. Oh, you know what? I don't even have to do it because Joey's about to do it for me. Joey's got Notre Dame with the spread, and that says something. He's an FSU fan, and he's locking up Notre Dame right now. He's using his weekly lock. And you said I have another one, right? You do I have another one. Three? Yeah. Go ahead. It's it's a it's a double lock. It's a it's a lock. It's lock, a double lock. lock. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and lock me up too. Yeah. We're in lock agreement, lock diplomacy going on here, talking back and forth. He knows FSU sucks. They're his team, but he's still locking up anyway. It doesn't matter. And you've got some Notre Dame family, and and you're even in your dad like kind of a Notre Dame fan. Uh, well, no, he's a Florida fan, but we again we have family friends who uh, they like one of them went to Notre Dame. They live just outside of Notre Dame. They, he actually works at the campus. He's an accountant there. Mm. and uh, he's the guy that owns the school bus. Yep. They're going to be praising touchdown Jesus all night long. Notre Dame's taking exactly. care of it. Dude, a game, I will say a game, in, I've been to two Notre Dame games, and I've been up to camp, I've been to the campus like four or five times. 
first off, dude, a, a game up there is really unique. Like, go to a game at Notre Dame, it's very different from a, an SEC tailgate. It is so different. Like, literally, a guy who is 80 years old is out drinking you by a lot. At Notre Dame? Yes. Like, the they Irish. go crazy up there. The Irish, awesome. Irish jeans. Exactly. Go Irish. All right. We got two more games here. Uh, Mississippi State at Kentucky. I got Mississippi State. Kentucky cannot stop anything. No, yeah. Kentucky is in pain right now. And Mississippi State, that was, okay, so I am very disappointed in Mississippi State. How dare you beat LSU and make me think that you are going to do something great in the West and then lose your very next game to Arkansas? To Arkansas, to Arkansas, fucking saw. We got to play Arkansas. Hear <laughs> you. I know we do have to play. Yes, go to. Uh, by the way, Felipe has to go to Florida for that ball game. We're not there yet, but I do like Mississippi State. They're going to rebound in this ball game, but damn it, just damn it. Well, like I said, like I said last week, Mike Leach teams do what Mike Leach teams do, and they'll win. Like you remember them at Washington State, they win every single game by like sixty to like forty, and then they'd play Washington and Washington would play zone defense and then they would get held to like 16 points. Something happens sometimes with Mike Leach offenses, not this game. I think they're more talented than Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's defense was supposed to be really good coming in this game. They were all right against Auburn, but Auburn not looking very good on offense anymore. So we'll see. I, I got Mississippi state in this. Don't even care to look at the spread. I, you know, I, I guess I guess we will just just because that's our job. But I'm taking Mississippi State. I don't care what the spread is. Kentucky needs a win, though. With that being said, they do. And you know, Terry Wilson as their quarterback, they were really giving t- Kentucky a lot of hype because simply for the fact that he was back. Mm-hmm. And you know what? ESPN's got this minus three Kentucky. So you got to think. <laughs> You got to think that game's probably even. That minus three is probably home field advantage, whatever home field advantage you got going on. Um, And, yeah, I don't blame them. But I think Mississippi State's a better team still. Didn't really get to watch that Arkansas game. I hope they make adjustments. I think they can do it. I got Mississippi State. If you think they're going to win, go ahead and take it with the points because you're only plus three underdogs. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. And now. And now. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the game of the week. The college football extravaganza pick of the week. It's going to be Miami Hurricanes at the Clemson Tigers. Uh, This is probably the best game so far this year, in my opinion. Miami, whatever you want to say about them, they think they're back. Everyone thinks they're back. This game is the game that's going to tell you if Miami's back or not. Not saying if they win it. They're going to be back if it's even close. If it's even close, Miami's going to be considered to be back. And that's all you can ask for. If you're a Miami fan and you expect, uh, you know, to win this game, uh, who are you? Do you know where you have been the past decade? They are so it's, – it's probably the people that we hung out with that one time last year that did the podcast with us. Mm-hmm. They're just so deep into the U culture that they, they, that's all that exists. Look, they forgot that, that Florida beat Miami last year. 
they forgot they 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 thought they 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 at one point thought that Mike Rick was gonna win them or Mark, Mark Rick was gonna win them a national championship when they were undefeated, and they just sort of forgot all that time when they had choked ever since. But they are undefeated right now, and we have ourselves a ball game. Maybe we'll see. You know what? Um, you could consider this a bonus lock. I'm behind on my locks because I'm not gonna do it, but. I'm going to take Miami to upset Clemson this what? week. Yes. What? I'm taking Miami to upset what? Clemson this you week. you find weed pin on the ground? No, no, look, look. I, don't, I, I, I know Clemson is a, the better team. They always slip up and almost lose one game, and it's been a long time. I think the only way to beat Clemson is to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence, and I think Miami is the only team, one of the only teams in the ACC that can do that. And so if, if Clemson's going to drop one this year, it's going to be this game. The reality is I think that it's still a little too soon to judge that on Miami. They have not played a team that I thought is going to be comparable to Clemson. And Clemson is just so strong. Clemson is just so good. And they, they've been so dominant for so long that I cannot at all put Clemson in the position to say that they're going to be upset. You know, I, I just – Miami. I understand. I just ha- – I don't think Clemson's played anyone this season yet either. They've had their backups in, I understand, towards the end of the game. They're rotating guys in and out. They've played Wake Forest, the Citadel, and UVA. But – I saw Wake Forest getting pressure on Trevor Lawrence. And if Wake Forest can do it, and if Virginia can do it, which they were, I think Miami can get pressure on them. And I think they can actually keep up on the offense. Now, I will say this is a this is a risky pick because I'm most likely gonna lose. But that's okay. I think that's you're fine. gonna lose. I think that's you're fine. gonna lose because Clemson plays the better teams better. They play teams like Wake Forest like they are Wake Forest. Like we are going to beat you no matter how we play. We're going to go into Miami. They're going to take them serious. Clemson is going to take Miami serious because they're ranked number seven in the country, although I firmly believe that they believe they are going to win this ballgame. They are going to go into this ballgame playing better than they played against Wake Forest. I think that's without a doubt. Look, everything you said I agree with. This season of college football doesn't make sense. So it would make perfect sense for Miami to win this ball game. You know what? I don't, I don't know. You know. I don't know. Miami wins this <laughs> ball game. If Miami wins this ball game, they're going to leapfrog probably to the number two position in the polls because Derek King, don't get me wrong. I have him as a Heisman candidate at the moment, at the moment, he's not going to win. No way. Uh, at least not right now, not right now, but at the moment, I do have Derek King competing for a Heisman Trophy. He is a great quarterback. He is at the perfect school for him. And also, I like Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz is a cool guy. He is Miami. He has Miami written all over him. He is a Miami born and bred guy. He is meant to be there. He remember, he was at, remember we went to Temple for like two minutes, and then yeah. he came right back to Miami? 
he is meant to be there. He's a good coach. The players like him, recruits like him. Miami, I think, is going to be a very talented team in the future, and they're already showing showing that they're talented, just not against a team like Clemson. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. You're right, but we'll see. So you got Clemson. I got Miami. You know, if uh, if Miami wins – you and Joey should take a shot because I know Joey's got Clemson. I'll take a, I'll take a shot. Regardless. Take a shot. Yeah. I'll take a shot regardless too. We need to incorporate more drinking as per the logo on our podcast logo here. We, I, I, I've been drinking all throughout this podcast. Yeah, what it's a sip of wine. This is why you have your vodka. It's full of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think, I think that needs to be the new thing is that like we need to watch every podcast with a shot. Yep. That's a good idea has to happen all right well thanks for listening everybody uh come back next week we'll get it done monday um we had a lot of stuff going on there is a possible hurricane out in the gulf it's currently hovering over louisiana shit we deal with on the daily follow us at higher frequency podcast uh network on youtube uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, all those podcast apps, Google Podcasts, anywhere, and you'll you'll get the College Football Extravagance podcast, Richard George's Liberty uh, podcast, you and I's podcast, which we never do, but we do the, <laughs> we do this one. I mean, we do it when the, when football is not on, but we do this one. You know, it's hard to keep up with too many. I don't you, you, you I can you can do too many. I don't. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. You do like five different podcasts. Well, that's because I don't do them that often. <laughs> I do I do the college football one in football season, and we don't really do recruiting. And then I do the Luchador's Liberty, whatever uh, D and I can get together. And then the Bachelor one, whenever the Bachelor season's going on. Dude. Hey, invite me on your Luchador's Liberty podcast. I will Let me know when you're doing it next. I will join. Okay, yeah, we're, we're your, trying to figure something out. I will be your guest because I have weirdly in my life, I thought I was like strictly forget forbidden podcast, or not podcast, of course you do podcast. I thought I was strictly forbidden, uh, forbidden politics, but I, uh, I, I just, I, I, mean, I don't know. I've, I've gained enough information on politics to where I feel like I have an opinion now. So <laughs> let me do Luchadors of Liberty. Let me, uh, let me join in. You can join. We, 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 I've reached out to three guests. I get, I have to reach out to another guy who has a libertarian podcast. I've reached out to a guy who runs the European libertarian Facebook group. Um, he lives in Dublin. He's, he's nice. got a lot going on. So he's coming on. And then we, we have a socialist coming on one of my, he's one of my friends. He's actually um, a member of Antifa. So we're going to have like, really yeah well, we're gonna have a discussion there but okay. to be honest he's actually uh one of the more uh he's he's the easiest person to talk to that i've ever been able to talk to uh who's left of pretty much everybody so that's All good right. yeah so we definitely have a lot of people on we're trying to have a lot of people on at least Just let me know when i can come on okay yeah um and yeah it follows on twitter facebook too um Lately, I've been following a whole bunch of people on Twitter, and so I'm getting follows back just for following them, so that's nice. Um, like and share on Facebook. That's where a lot of people are on, and give a subscribe on YouTube because I 
take the time to try and edit these videos and make them somewhat uh, viewable. All right, that's it for us this week. Peace out. What? Uh, listen to Davis, ESPN Radio. Plug yourself. ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM and 99.1 FM. Tomorrow I'm alive. Alive. I am alive. I am live. I'm alive. From 11 to 1 Central Time for our listeners who are all over the country. Central Time, 11 to 1. You can catch us on 99.1 FM, 1330 AM for my Pensacola locals. And if you're, again, around the country, just go to www.espnpensacola.com and catch us on the stream. Turn the light back on. And also you called a game, uh, a high school football game. Yeah, I did. I called the Pace-Tate game. Pace won the game 35-17. to 17. It was a good – it was their first victory of the year. Good game for them. And I managed to I, – I, I called a Hail Mary as time expired at halftime. For oh, you got to get you got to get that uh, call. I didn't know that happened. Uh, I, I did. I'll, I'll share it. I'll, I'll give it to you. I, I thought I sounded stupid. I pulled the sound check for it today. I thought it sounded stupid. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. Like he caught the ball and I was like, did he catch it? He caught it. <laughs> That's okay. That's I, it's better to be excited than not excited. I'll, I'll share it with you. I, I did pull the sound check today, so I'll share it. Yeah. And we can put it on our new intro whenever I make one. Do it. I'm, I'm going to play it on the show tomorrow. All right. Dope. Okay. All right. Peace out everybody. Enjoy your college football. I'm going to go recap my Rays game now. Yeah. Cause the Rays are fucking moving on. That's right.